Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. We are today doing German Shuffle number three. For those of you who were not with us for the first two shuffles, this is when we take different topics that we can't make a whole episode about, kind of shuffle them in, and, and we talk about them. So they could be big things, they could be small things. They're all medium-sized things even, Jeff. All different types of things in the shuffle. But what they all have in common is they have nothing in common. Oh, yes. Let's shuffle. Get our iPods and click on shuffle. <laughs> And welcome. We're now in episode 53. 53. Which uh, is more than 52. This podcast is a middle-aged man. It is. Actually, you know, if the average man lives to be 80, we're actually uh, beyond middle-aged. We're we're in the latter half of our life. (laughs) We're we're on our way. We're we're getting there. (laughs) Lovely. (laughs) Um, But yeah, welcome to Shuffle. We always love a good shuffle. Let's just dive on in, shall we? Now... We're going to start with our usual news and shout outs. Yes. Uh, first news of the day, of course, unfortunately, uh, revolves around Corona, also right. known as COVID-19. Now, um, as you know, or maybe you do not, Germany has been in a pretty harsh lockdown for mm-hmm. quite a while. Now, it was scheduled to end mid-February, so it'd be uh, early, mid-next week it would yeah, have ended. February 14th. Today is February uh, 12th, for those of you wondering. Right. So around the corner. It's 10th, actually, um, not the 12th. Oh, sorry. You're correct. <laughs> uh, but currently, as we speak, Angela Merkel, who is the Chancellor of Germany, is now speaking with the, you know her government, uh, you know, the heads col- of state colleagues and all the um, representatives from the various states within Germany, and they are considering whether or not to extend this lockdown another month to uh, March 15th or what have you, middle of March. Yeah, which most likely will happen. It is what it is. What else can I say? Yeah, um, I'm assuming it's going to be extended, but um, we'd also like to do a shout out to, uh, and, and a special thanks to uh, Franny Boots for a wonderful five-star review. Franny Boots, that's a great name. It's a great name. We, we noticed, especially in the last episode doing the question and answers, there's a lot of really fun names of people uh, on Instagram Love and it. making reviews and comments or whatever. Yeah, so thanks to Franny Boots. Really appreciate that, uh, that five-star review. It was lovely. Excellent. And, uh, you know, we received so many messages lately. We really cannot thank everybody personally. So just a, just a great Here's thank a blanket you. thank you. Just a wide, a wide thank you to yeah. everybody who sent us lovely messages uh, the past week since the last episode. Uh, a lot of great great questions and a lot of just people some conversations too. People just saying they like the show and they just wanted to let us know. So that's yeah, and, and that's so so nice. Thank you so much. We love them. We 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 try to respond to every single one. And I think it's funny because sometimes I don't think people know who is responding whether it's you or me because I, sometimes I just don't say who it is and say oh thanks whatever we kind of talk right but I don't know if they actually know like oh is this Alex is this Jeff I don't know so, so sometimes I'll in parentheses I'll put uh, Jeff or like or I'll say like I and then parentheses Jeff yes think this or whatever and then or, or I'll be like okay this is more of an Alex question Alex will throw in his two cents I'm sure right. at some point and then like an hour later you see the message during work and you add your little bit because yeah. <laughs> the thing sometimes I respond but I forget that there's there's, there's two of us that are on this account so they might not know who they're talking to Actually, but we had it's t- fine we've had times where I'm like I'm writing a response and then suddenly a response pops up already and so you were literally at that <laughs> moment writing a response and we've we've and I think once we even both sent the response at the same time yeah. so suddenly there's two separate responses <laughs> to the same question yeah, which so it made us look like uh, we're, we're, you know I, I think 
people who have listened to the podcast for a while know we're we're not the most organized guys in the world. So hey, but we do we do, we do not we're the, we're doing our best. We're doing okay. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. And, and and one more shout out and 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 congratulations to uh, Kylie who is about to make her move to Prague. She says that we actually helped inspire her to make it happen. And even though Germany was her first focus, they eventually found a position in Prague. And I got to say, um, I love Berlin, but Prague is also one of my favorite cities in Europe. Right. And so, not, not far from Berlin, <clears throat> just a little four hour uh, t- train ride. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so congratulations, Kylie. Uh, enjoy Prague, especially right now in the winter. It's beautiful when it snows there. To be um, fair, I think, uh, I think she's arriving uh, in the, spring summer months if i remember correctly it's beautiful there in the spring and summer months as well <laughs> be even better yes <laughs> um yeah that, that, that that's it for the for the shout outs for the news for today short short and sweet jeff short and sweet now everybody remember we've got all the good stuff we've got the instagrams we've got the facebooks we do. we've got the websites uh you know the website i would say let's just, just start there go to agdwpodcast.com and there you have all the buttons and the links to all the other stuff I just said. Right. So there's no point in me even telling you because are you going to remember when I tell you our Instagram account name? I don't, I don't know, not. Jeff. I, th- I think this younger generation, you know, if you have any Gen Z people listening, <laughs> <that's so old. laughs> they're all about that Instagram and the, and the TikTok. <laughs> we don't well, have a TikTok. We are not on the TikTok. We, well, are, we are on we Instagram. Are, we're not in the, uh, what's the, ch- the ch- snappy chat. The chat, Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, we're not in any of that. Stuff. But we do have an Instagram that we try to update uh, fairly regularly, and that's at uh, americans.in.germany.podcast. Yeah, and if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, we'd appreciate a five-star rating. If you feel so inclined, if you don't, that's okay. That's fine. We're happy that you're here anyways. Yeah, we're not, we're not everybody's cup of tea, so all good. All good, yeah. Now, I would ask how you are, but I know you're probably beaming because... Uh, Alex is an American football aficionado. I and am. Recently, there fan. was something called the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Yes, Jeff, there was a Super Bowl. And for those who do not know, I'm not going <laughs> to... Um, but yeah, I'm pretty excited that uh, that Tom Brady got a seventh. I'm a New England Patriots fan. I'm not a Buccaneers fan. But um, it was nice to see Tom Brady uh, you know, get that seventh ring. Really impressive. So congratulations, Tom Brady. And to Robert Gronkowski, big fan of you as well. It was, um, yeah, it was just cool to see. It was a pretty boring game. Not, not a lot happened uh, in terms of drama, but it was pretty much just one team clobbering another team, which was nice to see. Now, he, Brady <clears throat> plays for the some sort of Florida team. What the the Tampa team? Bay Buccaneers, yes. Ah, yes. And the halftime show I thought was pretty meh. Um, but yeah, we, we, I, had a, I had a fun night. Took Monday off of work so I could sleep in. Yeah. What, a, what a tough life you lead. It was... <laughs> Take a day off, because he stayed out late to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. well, for those of you who don't know, uh, Super Bowl starts here at around uh, half past midnight and ends at around, you know, four or five in the morning. So, and I watched that, yeah, so I had to go to bed pretty late. So every year, my boss knows every year I have the day after the Super Bowl off from work every year for the past like six years. It's just known. It's just, it's just the way it is. That's the way it is. You accept it or you don't. That's it. And, and you are not a, a football fan. So what, well, did, what did you get I up to? I am a football fan. Uh, the real football, oh, okay. but uh, American football, I am not a fan of. You are not. Yes. So, do you have any updates on your life, Jeff, during these crazy, lots of hip happening times? Absolutely nothing, to be honest. Uh, we we had a, again a very snowy uh, weekend. It just was just snowing endlessly. True, so it's, it's been snowing for like five a lot days. Of nice straight. walks in the snow, which again don't sound that interesting. But when you live in Berlin and it barely ever snows, yeah. it's it's. Uh, it's a, a, like a fun, rare occurrence. So you're, especially this consistency, consistently when it's been snowing for like five days straight, and it's been you know in the minus degrees Celsius. Yeah, and the snow rarely ever stays on the ground, right? And it's been there for now 
three or four days, which again, in most places, this is pretty normal. But yep. here, it's uh, it's just it's cool because it, it is cool. It looks pretty when you look outside. So it is pretty, but it is, as they say in German, Arschkalt. Um, mm. It is really cold. I'm not a fan of that. It's very cold. It's been hovering around negative ten for a while. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but it, should, it should warm up next week to a solid minus one. Excellent. Yes, looking forward to the like springtime weather. Love it. Um, now, Alex, yeah. what, do, what do we got today? Now, uh, just so everyone knows, we had a different whiskey, but uh, Amazon... Um, Screw the pooch, this one. They did not... Com- they did deliver. not maintain their commitment to that uh, to that prime, that two day prime. They didn't. But to be fair, it's the first time in fifty three episodes. No. Not that we always order from Amazon. It's not the first time. It's not. No. Oh, it's, it's the second time. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the third time. Either way, it doesn't happen often, but it happened this time. And Dave's even said the whiskey might not even come in at all. So, oh, I, I don't know. It could be related. Uh, there's been actually a lot of trouble with the snow in Berlin. Yep. So, um, certain delivery services have just stopped delivering because. It's, it's just really difficult to drive around right now. Exactly. I, I'm not going to blame anybody. It's just a bottle of whiskey. Uh, so today I went to the local shop near my work on my break, and I got us a <laughs> Glenn Farkloss. Sorry, what just happened? I don't Did know. you just throw up in your throat? I didn't know how to say it. Fark, Fark, it sounds weird. Glenn Farkloss? It just, I don't know, it's just a weird sounding name. There's so many scotches, though, that start with Glenn. Glenn, yeah, but Glenn Farkloss? It just sounds like a, a, a like a rip-off brand of Glenn Fittich or something like that. It could be, though, in, in Gaelic, Scottish, uh, what have you, it could probably pronounced in a way that is not obvious to either True. of us. It just doesn't sound very sexy. Glenn Farkloss. It's like Lord Farquaad. Yeah, it's like from Shrek. It sounds like Klingon or something. You know? Yeah, true. So uh, there it is. Glenn Flark... Farkloss. <laughs> Flark- Glenn Farkloss. <laughs> Glenn Farkloss. Uh, Highland Single Malt Scarch Whiskey, aged 12 Sorry, years. Scarch? <laughs> Did not get a lot of sleep last night. Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, aged 12 years. Um, this bottle cost me 36 euro at the shop, so not too expensive, but it's a single malt that's Wait, 12 years. I said it was 32.50. 32.50. Okay. What did I just say? 36. Oh, 32.50. Just like last episode, we said the bottle was 27 and it was actually 40. Just don't listen to what I say, which it costs. <laughs> I forget immediately. But 32.50, which is... Uh, Even better. Yeah, which is better. It's not expensive. It's not cheap, but it's on the cheaper side for sure. But it's a single malt 12 years, so... Let's dive in. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's pop this bad, Larry. Mmm, mm, monster pop. Satisfying. After the uh, the twisty last week, that's nice to get a pop. Yeah, that was rough. Did you notice I started glugging before liquid even came out of it? It was just glugging mm. past the neck, like and no liquid was coming out yet. It was sorry, anybody at home. Um, Jeff you, you had to glug. Have, you had to have been there. <laughs> wow, it was unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, yeah. Let's let's t- let's see. Mm-hmm. It smells smells good. It smells good. It smells like a like a single malt scotch. To be honest. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. That's good. That's a good first impression. Tasty scotch. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Surprising for, I mean, it's not surprising. It's a single malt twelve year, but for a thirty two euro. Oh, there's that burn I was missing last week. Yeah. True. Again, this one was not outside of a pack station for <laughs> three days. So it's not cold. Oh, anyways, loving it. But yeah, let's yeah, let's shuffle, guys. Let's let's uh, let's wiggle. Let's shuffle this one. I, I won't do the sound effects as much today, Jeff. I promise. Okay. Jeff does not like my sound effects for the shuffle. <laughs> I'm a big fan. So let's go to the first one. Number Dive. one. What, what's right no, in. What's the what's the first track? The, the, the first track on the shuffle <laughs> is um, complicated buildings in Berlin. So what I mean by that is that. Um, 
in a lot of cities, you also have like a building and like a in, like an indoor, like a what's Hinterhof in English, a uh, a courtyard inside, courtyard. maybe. But but I would say uh, a lot of American apartment buildings are standalone buildings that don't have a courtyard. Basically, you walk in, there's just a long hallway, and on either side is just the doors to the apartments, right? right? And then uh, in between the buildings, you have an alleyway, right? Probably, yeah. Where you don't really have alleyways here at all. I've no. seen like one alleyway, I think, yeah, in Berlin. Very rare. So what they have here is you have the building and you kind of walk through and then there's a courtyard on the inside of the building and everything kind of goes around that courtyard yeah, and the, that's usually where the trash cans are and everything like that. Yeah, the, 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 the building kind of surrounds this courtyard, so it's still a square, but the middle of the building's missing and you just have an open area, yeah, right. for, for you park your bikes and there's a couple trees and uh, yeah. Some are nice than others. Um, it, it, it's, it's definitely an interesting setup. And what's interesting is actually like when um, the garbage collectors come, they have to open up your apartment door to go through to get the trash cans to bring them out. So I guess they have keys, everyone's apartment. I don't really know or, or how they, that works. Or they buzz, kind of like how DHL just presses and says like, hey, packet, open up, and then people just open up. Uh, yeah, or that, I don't know. Um, but yeah, but some buildings have like three or four of these courtyards and then you have to go up steps and like if you're a delivery driver for some of these buildings in berlin i don't know how any of them find the place they need to go because some are so ridiculously complicated yeah and i mean and you've been there you've had times where you get invited to somebody's house for a, a party or, or whatever yeah and you're walking for like five ten minutes trying to you know because they give like really just like a one sentence direction how to get there you go in you go through a hallway you exit into a courtyard you're back outside and usually you look around there's usually a door in front of you across the courtyard, a door to the left, door to the right. Right. You go through one, go down a hallway, you pop out into another courtyard. and <laughs> Up an elevator to another one. Right, like, right. Yeah, so like forget about just remembering the which, number of which, the building. Or which floor the guy's or on. The floor, yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, because I, I, in this, my current apartment and my last apartment are both, comp I'm always in the second courtyard. And so people, no matter how many times I say second courtyard, people just, they get lost regardless. So uh, usually when I order food, I actually have this copy paste description that's like five sentences long that I just slap onto every order just so that way it's like it's just step by step what you need to do to get to my house right. or else I'll get phone calls or people ringing the door again saying, where the hell are you? Exactly. So I, 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 I noticed that um, when I was coming over one day and I was like, wow, that's really complicated. Let's talk about that in a shuffle because I, I think I've never seen that before in a lot of places that I've been to. No, because usually weird. in the States, once you get in the building, you're at least while searching for that apartment, you're inside the building the entire time. Right. I mean, you're not exiting back out side and then going into a, another building or that kind of stuff. Again, you're just worrying about the floor and maybe, okay, which side of the hallway are they on? Or Exactly. That kind of thing. I've also seen buildings where instead of a staircase inside to get to your apartment, it's an outdoor staircase. Oh, yeah. Not common, but uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So like... I mean, I guess the architecture here, you have a mixture of, you know, the old DDR or GDR style block apartment. You have kind of the 50s and 60s Western kind of uglier styles. You have some of the old buildings from the 18, 1900s. Yeah, they're really pretty, like Bauhaus buildings. Yeah, Right. And then you have the no, no, uh, old Altbau, you mean. And then you have like these these newer ones that are also really... So like you're this super mismatch, mishmash of buildings. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you kind of never know when you go to someone's house for the first time which building you'll enter. And it's kind of fun. Yeah. So when you come to Germany, especially Berlin, when you somebody invites you over, there's a good chance they might give you this long two, three cents like, kind of right. directions. Right, right. Not how to get to their building, but once you're inside the building, how, how to, to get, get to their apartment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that that's uh, something you'll have to get used to when you move 
if, if you come over to Berlin to visit or yeah. to uh, move. That's a good track for the shuffle. That's a good track. Let's go to track two. <laughs> All right, track two. Sorry. Now, um, this is an interesting one. So the past few months, okay. we've noticed uh, a few similar posts on expat Facebook groups um, where people are basically, basically asking, you know, various degrees of which areas in Berlin or Germany as a whole like have the most English-speaking people. And now what I mean is, for example, one person asked... Which neighborhoods in Berlin have the most Americans slash English English speaking people in them? Because that's where she wanted to move. Because she said she wants to be able to walk into a grocery store, for example, and speak English. Apparently, she had some, uh, I guess, awkward encounters where she went into grocery stores and the people didn't speak English. Well, I mean, which it's, yeah. it's, it's Germany, so makes sense. Um, and, and another example is uh, th- there was a person who said, "Is there a specific part of Germany where people speak the most English?" Where would be the most friendly place to live for an English speaker? So again, it's like this common thread lately of people, they're specifically trying to move somewhere where there's English speakers and not German speaking people. I guess kind of like a, like a Chinatown type thing in, in New York or something like that. I guess, right? yeah. And it's, and you know, it was interesting because, you know, we, we looked through the comments that people left on these yeah. pet posts. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the comments were very black and white, one way or another. So basically, you had, you had this one group of people that just, hate this person and say and basically are condemning them for like how dare you move to germany and then you're now you're looking for english-speaking people like why don't you integrate yourself right and then there's the other half of the people that are saying uh you know we understand that 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 feeling of isolation when you can't speak the language and why she might be looking to be near english-speaking people so anyways but it seemed kind of black and white but i thought it's maybe something we could talk about because maybe there is a gray area in between i don't know yeah for sure um that's an interesting one jeff because i agree like you said there's a gray zone with both sides to be honest because you you want that comfort of being able to speak your own language and you know being able to do normal things every day but at the same time like you are in Germany. You do have to learn a language. We all have to go through it, and that's kind of it. Um, Germany is not like New York City, where you can speak your home language in some areas. It's Germany's. It's well, Ger- unless you're Turkish, then. Unless then, you're Turkish, then it is yeah. very true. Yeah, because there are unless these Turkish. big Turkish areas. Yeah, that's true. But I, I think, but all most Turkish will speak uh, German, German as well. Yeah, true. The thing is, like, if you're in Germany, I think bottom line is you have to you have to learn German. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I, I'll say I completely understand the sentiment behind it. Yeah. You know, especially this one woman, she 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 just moved to Germany. Obviously, obviously, all these people posting have either are about to move to Germany or they've just moved. They've just arrived a week ago, let's say, whatever. Okay. So obviously, you can't expect their German level skills level to be anything, right? Because right. they just right. arrived. Um, and so I, and I get that feeling of, I think we've all been there, especially when you first arrived. The random person on the street or in the store looks at you, speaks something in German, and you just stand there you like freeze. like a deer in the headlights, yeah. and you forget all uh, politeness, and you just gape and say nothing for like a few <laughs> seconds, like a weirdo, and then yes. they, they kind of clicks with them. Oh, okay, and then eventually you say something like, "Oh no, I, I don't speak German or you know, in, in English, of course." Um, and so, and I get and I get I get that feeling of isolation for uh, sure. For you, sure, you don't understand what people are saying. So I get I get all that. I get where that is coming from. Mm. However. You're moving abroad for a reason, uh, you know, and putting yourself, especially in the beginning, in a place that has a lot of English speakers and in, in which you could fall back on English as a crutch. Yeah. It's going to ruin any chance of learning German. Yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of learning German is really something you should be doing in the beginning. So if anything, I would say, God, move to the neighborhood where there's more German speakers, you know, yeah. like just dive in there and it's going to feel weird. But how do you make it not feel weird? 
take a take a German class, like because you only need to learn a little bit of German in order to survive the awkward encounter at the grocery store. Because like all you need is the basic German for basic interactions on the street or in a store, right? I mean, yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. I think after my you know after my A one class in German, I was able to get by pretty much everywhere. I go to the grocery store, I understand the numbers they were saying what what I had to pay, uh, especially you know here in a cash society. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And um, so that awkwardness, then that feeling of isolation, it will go away a little bit once you just learn some basic phrases and stuff. Because right. you okay, maybe you don't understand what the guy's saying, but you know roughly the topic he's talking about. So you're mm. not you're not, not completely you're not completely lost, just staring at him, going like, "Oh my god, I don't know what's happening." And and and, and to be honest, like that part of the isolation is part of moving abroad. Like mm. that's that's it's kind of like a rite of passage. Everyone can't avoid it. it. You can't avoid it. Um, and if you want to live somewhere where you get a lot of English speakers, you're always going to be feeling like an outsider and be feel isolated. And the only way to not feel that way is to integrate a bit, learn some German. You can keep your own identity and who you are, but like you're living in Germany. So I'm not saying, you know, screw this person, blah, blah, blah. But I am saying, um, bottom line, I don't want to sound really harsh here, which if you come to a new country, you should probably try to learn the culture a bit and the language a bit, at least to get by and, uh, and you'll feel better for it. I think it'll be better for, for yeah. yourself too. Yeah, just just know, I mean, it'll feel like you're the only person going through this, but a lot of people are. So just yeah. know that and like before you move, just accept, okay, there's going to be a month or two where it's going to feel weird, but I'm going to take some classes, whether online or what have you. Exactly. It'll be, get less weird. And there fine. are support groups everywhere in terms of, you know, meetups and, and, and online groups. and Yeah, if you want, I mean, go hang out with other <coughs> Americans or people from the UK. For sure. But have at least your neighborhood have German around, yeah. you know. And honestly, Berlin, I don't think there there is no American neighborhood or English speaking neighborhood. It's it, everybody's no. spread out over all the neighborhoods. So exactly. You, 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 this mythical place doesn't exist. I don't think. Not 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 that I know of. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there are some areas where there's more. Probably like Kreuzberg, Neukölln is probably more, but like not really. I would say. No. Yeah. I mean, anywhere you go in Berlin, because it's such a metropolitan city, you're going to hear a lot of. English and Spanish, you're going to hear a lot of languages other than German. Yeah. So you won't feel completely isolated because you will hear other people that are also tourists or expats, you know, or immigrants. Yeah. And, and like we said before, um, most everyone, you know, under the age of 40 will speak English. So you'll, you'll always be able to get by no matter what. So bottom line is like, you'll find someone to speak English to help out your needs. Maybe not a grocery store because for some reason no one speaks English there. I don't know why. Yeah. But again, I think people forget you can... There's so many ways to talk without really using words. I mean, using your just hand signals. I mean, you can say you, yeah, you want to grab a, a bag. So you just grab the bag, hold it up, point to it. Yeah. And just kind of give a like a shrug. Like, how, how much? Like, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, like, and eventually they'll, and just kind of point. Like, I want to, you know, like, yeah. they'll figure it out. They'll figure I mean, it out. And, you know, we, we, we all have phones nowadays. Google Translate's a savior. It's a godsend yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when moving abroad. Yeah. I, I still use that so much. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And while you're in line, you can be looking about how to, how to ask, how much is this? And right. and then you can say it in the worst trip, but he'll at least, he'll know, you'll know what you mean. So. And they'll appreciate your trying. So Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I think that was interesting to talk about. Yeah. Nice. Track three on the shuffle oh, is hey. German bakeries. Wicca, wicca. Wicca, wicca. <laughs> hey, you did it. Nice. Um, yeah. German bakeries, Jeff. What does it just say? I mean, um, somebody, somebody, uh, I think, has mentioned we should talk about this in the yes. shuffle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we've maybe we've touched on it before, but I mean, obviously, I think we've mentioned Germans love their bakeries. There are a million and one bakeries. So many bakeries on every street corner. There's a bakery. So many good bakeries. 
Yeah, and a lot of tiny bakeries. Uh, and uh, I think, as you mentioned, they're everywhere. They're like they're in the subway stations. They're underground. That, uh, yeah, and I find that really interesting. Uh, throughout my travels, when taking the subway, I've seen like a few newspaper stands and things like this. But in Germany, like like my uh, uh, subway station in the morning always smells like fresh baked mm. bread because mm. there's a and this is a subway, so there's no windows or anything. It's just like a little tiny, you know, room size kiosk that has a bunch of fresh baked breads and muffins and things like this love it yeah that costs like f- almost nothing you know two euros for a little sandwich for a black if you mm-hmm. will and um yeah and they're just everywhere and they're super high quality and anytime you need some cake you just go to big oh i need some cake for because it's cake and coffee time which is a thing in germany or you need some nice fresh rolls but for you americans the cake he's talking about is not the cake you're thinking of because that's actually something true interesting big difference that you'll run into say you're here and you want to buy a birthday cake for a friend of yours yeah birthday cake does not exist in germany not like, really at least not how you how americans see it you can go to a bakery there, there will be no birthday cake you'll find more of like a a tort uh or a you know like you'll find something sweet but it's it's much more of a dense kind of a thick thing and it won't have any frosting on it um because I, I got used to, you go to a supermarket in the States, you walk, there's literally a freezer just full of birthday cakes and you right. get a birthday cake and you, you can ask them, hey, put my friend's name on it. His name's uh, Jim. Right. That's not really a thing. And that's here. not they, a thing here. They yeah. take their cakes very seriously and their cakes are very, very, very good. Absolutely. Um, it's funny because like you said, the, the, the cakes here are more of like a tort, but the birthday cakes in the States in German would be called torta. But true, yeah. So it's, it's the it's total opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look up German cake. It's good stuff. I mean, we have to mention German love their bread. Every bakery, yeah. every bakery you go to has fresh bread. fifty different kinds of fresh bread. You know, again, very uh, dense kind of stuff. That mean Alex uh, don't really dig so much, but yeah, uh, not not the biggest. Some, sometimes, if I'm the mood yeah. for it, it, it's good. But um, it's 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 good stuff. You just have to kind of get you you gotta get your uh, tongue acquainted to it. Yeah, and they always have a tiny tiny section of donuts for you uh, sweet tooth people. So sometimes, yeah, yeah. Usually they're not the, a big thing. Yeah, here. yeah. Again, it's in the corner. They've got like maybe five, you know. But but uh, there are so many other delicious. I know. Um, yeah, pastries that they have. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, bakeries, big thing, delicious stuff. They take that very seriously here. And I don't think I've ever been to like a bad bakery. They're all And a great place to just get a cheap, like one euro 50 cup of coffee, you know? Yeah. Don't, also, waste, don't waste your time at Starbucks, whatever. You can get a nice cheap cup, cup of joe. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to repeat what my dad always says when he comes to Europe. You know, he, every time he goes to Europe and he sees people at Starbucks, he goes, you're in Europe. What are you doing at Starbucks for? You can get that anywhere. It's crap. Go go to a real pom, mom and pop shop. You're in Europe. And uh, my dad's right. Go somewhere that's not Starbucks, please. And it will cost you nothing, especially if, you're just, if you just want like a classic cup of black coffee with maybe yeah. a little bit of milk. Go to a bakery. It's going to cost you a third of the amount and it's going to be just taste fine. And and much better than Starbucks, in my opinion. Yeah. I I'm also not a fan of Starbucks in the slightest. I think they're awful. And luckily, Berlin does not have a lot of them. So yeah, it's got a few. Uh, I mean, I'll use them if I have to. If uh, you know, if it's like that's if all you have to walk past a touristy area or something. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah, like I remember there was one near my work, and it actually shut down. Hmm. Which I've never seen a Starbucks shut down before. But Germans really do prefer their. Uh, their little mom and pop bakeries Germans because can bring a Starbucks down. They bring things oh, yeah, Starbucks baby. down. So watch out, you mermaid lady. McDonald's is next. <laughs> no, that never happened. No, not true. Germans love McDonald's. Germans love McDonald's. Sorry, but, but who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyways, next, what's next? Next in the, sh- in the shuffle, let's uh, change tracks. We've got 
Um, we're going to talk about American kind of branded food and, and whatnot. Yeah. Is it possible to to buy that stuff while you're in Europe? You know, those things that you crave from back home, that is usually that very like unhealthy stuff that you just miss. You like know, some flaming hot Cheetos. Oh, flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, you can't get those can't get those in Germany. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are. But the only places I can think of are like online shops. And to be honest, I don't really get a lot of American stuff. There is at some grocery stores, they have this brand called like, I think it's just called like American brand or something like that. You'll notice it because there'll be a huge American like flag on it. And it'll say like American, it'll literally say, just be called American style cookies. And it'll yeah, be like exactly. a basic chocolate chip cookie. or and, you know. and they have like peanut butter, which is great. And um, they also, which is, I think is really funny. They have like the, the bread that we have in the States, like the Wonder Bread type bread that's everywhere. They have that branded as like American bread yeah, because it's here it's Ameri not considered bread at all. It's yeah, exactly. Toast and it's called American bread. Yeah. No, one, no one would ever make a sandwich out of that. It's embarrassing to make a sandwich out of that. Yeah. So you do have these sections in uh, some supermarkets, but I know in Berlin, there's two or three American stores where literally you walk in, it's just American beer, it's American candy, American, like uh, there's one in Neukölln and there's one in Molbeet. Oh, okay. I didn't know this. Um, but again, it's like, there's two for, you know, I no think city. for a huge city. Um, but uh, as a, in terms of a website, I would say there's, I think it's called myamericanmarket.com. Only used it twice uh, because I, I usually do, like sometimes there's just random moments where just crave. I'm just like, I need some flaming Hot Cheetos, man. Sure. Or, I need some. I need some cheese. It's because you can't get a cheese. It. Oh, cheese. Cheese. Oh amazing. man. Why'd yeah. you say that? Yeah. Anyway, so maybe twice. Mm. I just ordered that. I ordered like a, myself like a gift bag of stuff. Nice. And of course, you know, they're gonna um, hike that price up. because oh, yeah. it's way more expensive. These are imports. You know, these are special stuff. But anyways, it's it, it is easy to get if you want. If you really want it, you can get it. Yeah, for sure. And there actually is not a lot of replacements for it. You just gotta find different things to snack on. And there are a lot of other really different good things to snack on. Yeah, that's why you don't really miss it so much because I have plenty of other stuff to eat. So to be honest, there's so many things I even forgot about that I don't remember until I go back to the states and I'm at someone's house, something like that, and they sure. have that out. Right. Like oh, like you just said, cheeses. I haven't thought about yeah. cheeses in years. Yeah, but once you hear it, then you're like, oh, that'd be so great to have a I could go for a cheese cheeses. Right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Hundred percent real cheddar. They always say. A lot of the. <laughs> They do say that. Uh, a lot of the cereal brands, though, you will find here. Like you'll, you'll find. Can, can you get like a, like, like a Lucky called... Charms and all that kind of stuff? Mm. Maybe a few. I know what Cheerios you can get. I think there's maybe. Yeah. Oh, what's the um, Frosted Flakes? Tony the Tiger. Frosted Flakes you can get. They're there's... called Frosties. Yeah. Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is called Cineminis. So there's maybe like four or five American brand cereals you can get. Yes, yeah. they definitely exist. Um, differently branded, but you can you, you can kind of find some of those. I have had Lucky Charms here, but I can't remember where they sent to me. Oh no, my friend brought them from the states. So oh, never nice. mind. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, you you can get them. Um, actually, that throw that in there. Uh, sometimes when my dad visits me, uh, he'll pull out of a suitcase. Uh, a box of cheese it's for me. So nice, nice. Yeah. Once my mom sent me a five pound bag of Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> Jesus. Five pound bag of Sour Patch Kids. Didn't that cost like forty dollars to ship? <laughs> but honestly, it, it was like in a big care package, and I ate this thing far too quickly. My teeth were burning for weeks. <laughs> um, uh. and also, um, I have seen some Shpetis or uh, convenience stores that randomly will have like Wonka candy. Right, like I saw like a little pack of nerds True. for like six euro, but they yeah. exist. Yeah. So like sometimes, you'll, yeah, you see random spots have like some. They also Twinkies as another place I went to the other day. So yeah, but it'll be like a special. Like a, it's not like a common thing. It's like once in a while they'll yeah. have it, or just like I don't a, know why, but they'll have it sometimes. They get like a cheap, a cheap deal on it, and they're like, ah, screw it, I'll get a 
you know, crate of Twinkies. Twinkies yeah, and, and, and then you know, actually a lot of Germans will be like, oh, I've seen those in the movies. And then they, they want to yeah. buy it, you know, so. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, it's possible to get that stuff if you're really, uh, if you're having the, the craving. If you're so inclined. If you're so inclined. Uh, next one, Jeff. Alex, that song just ended. What's the next one? The next song is uh, the metric system and temperature units. Wow, that's just that like the most boring song ever. The next song is the metric system. It's the metric system. <laughs> <laughs> the metric. Um, so, what are, it, we, what are we gonna talk about? The metric system. <laughs> how, how, <laughs> was it hard for you to adjust using the metric system, Jeff? People, hey, people have asked us this. I mean, it's an interesting thing because in the beginning, of course, like all you know is feet. So, in inches, any, in any or in inches, so like, miles. So, anytime you're telling a story, like even you know, like the first year I'm in Berlin, if somebody's like ten feet away from, I'm just thinking of it in feet, right? But then, you know, slowly over time, you're, I think I actively took the idea, or it also depended who I was talking to. If I was talking to another American, I would yes, use feet. That's true. If I was talking to a German, I would actually take the like 10 seconds to be like, okay, that's about 50 feet. So that's about ooh, 22 meters. Okay. And then I'll use meters, you know? Yeah. But then over time, I just really try to just use meters more and more. And just and the fact that you just see it everywhere and everything is in meters or centi- especially centimeters as well. You just get used to use, using yeah, centimeters. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, it just slowly becomes... And I remember... I can't remember when it was, but there was, I remember the moment where I was telling a story. I was visiting back for Christmas back home and I was telling a story to my family. And I used meters in the story. Mm-hmm. And I kind of stopped myself because I realized it was the first time that I didn't on purpose use meters. It just came out as right, meters. Right, right, And that's, I think that whatever, whenever that was, that was the moment where my brain had switched to meters. You know, I, I don't know when that was, a couple of years, I think. Yeah, yeah it's it's funny. Um, I never actually did the whole like calculate my brain type thing. So the first thing I learned was how tall I am in centimeters. Right, know? yeah. So I'm 183 centimeters or a meter and 83 centimeters. So yeah, like, yeah. Super easy to learn. And, and that's six foot one. So I, I never thought about that, but I was like, all right, I'm this tall. I roughly know how tall I am when I spread my arms out. That's the same length that I am as a human. And then I kind of just, just started using it. Like just try it as much as I could and listen to people when they say it. And I always thought too, like a meter is about a yard. They're pretty much the same, more or less. Yeah. Um, so I just started using it and I never tried to convert in my head because I thought if I did that, I would think about it too much. True. I just wanted to yeah. kind of switch. And it was the same thing going from Fahrenheit to Celsius. I never thought, oh, it's 60 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's one, like 12 Celsius. I, like I never did that. I just kind of switched my phone when I first moved there to Celsius. And I'd go outside and I said, okay, this is what 10 feels like. And mm. then, you know, when I got hotter, I'm like, this is what 22 feels like. And then when it got hotter, like, this is what 35. And then, you know, and I eventually learned, it's like, this is what it feels like. This sure. is what it is. You don't, you don't need to, like, I never needed to learn what it meant because it didn't matter if this is what this feels like. That's what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it takes time though. I know. And for some people, um, to, to slowly do that over time, because then eventually you just know, okay, 35 is hot. Zero is very cold. Right. Uh, I know at, when it's 22 degrees and sunny, I can still wear jeans. When it's 23, I put on shorts. Right. And you just learn 23 is about like 70, 70. It's like, it's like that. Something kind. like that. Yeah. And the so, thing is, I don't know. I, I can't even, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell you around. Yeah. But yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying that that's what it is, but 23 feels roughly about what a low seventies would feel, you know, right. it's warm, but it's not so hot. Yeah. You'd probably switch to, you're, it's like, you're about to switch to, you know, so yeah, you just, like you when, when I talk to my family about the weather, um, I always actually have to go into Google and do like. What's 23 degrees Celsius to Fahrenheit? So I can let them know what it is. I, I can't tell you. I just know what 23 feels like. 
Yeah, and it's interesting you mentioned the using height because actually I do that sometimes too where there's a distance and I know, okay, two meters is just like an insanely tall human being, right? Right. So if I see something and it just looks roughly the length of like a really tall guy, I just go, okay, that's about two meters, you know? And that's the same as you would in the States when you see a distance, you're like, okay, that looks about the distance of a man, so it's about six feet or six, seven feet or whatever. Exactly. Use that. So yeah, I I think... um like I, I found it easier for me not to convert and just kind of like just jump into it and just kind of learn like I was a kid again. Like I, I try to pretend I had no preconceptions of what measurement was. Sure. The only thing that still kind of gets to me is like miles per hour to kilometers an hour. Hmm. Just because I'm so used to I'm in a car to like what, like 80 feels. And then when you're on the Autobahn, you're going like 120. I'm like, is that fast? I'm like, 120 is probably about 80, 85. But, that, but that's a really easy uh, math one. So you, so you that's t- true. That one's easier. You take the kilometers, you cut it in half, and then you add ten percent of the original. So hundred kilometers per hour cut in half, fifty. Ten percent of hundred is ten. So fifty percent is sixty miles per hour. Oh, so yeah, it's really easy, kind of. Uh, but yeah, that's that's one that I do, I don't have a feel for. I literally have to do the math every time I. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I'll also, but we're also not driving. We're not yeah. in cars often at all. So yeah, yeah I, like I know, like one sixty five on the autobahn is pretty fast. That's like 120 miles an hour, I think. Right. Yeah. Well, for certain drivers, not not that fast at all. True. But for Americans, very fast. <laughs> if you've got that uh, brand new uh, V8 Benz, uh, that might just be like idling. True. Yeah. yeah I, fun fact, I have been 265, not me driving, my brother-in-law visited. Uh, we went, he, he drove 265 kilometers an hour, which is 165 miles an hour nice and uh i don't recommend doing that it was terrifying yeah yeah I've but done, it was fun i've done it once and uh but only for like 10 seconds at a time because yeah it just feel like life around you just is like a blur and you're yeah. like you're like if i jerk the steering wheel even one centimeter uh bad things would happen exactly like yeah right when he turned on the automatic a little bit my face was like against the window i was sweating bullets <laughs> yeah. a lot but he's uh he's a um auto technician he's raced cars before so like i trusted him yeah, yeah but i wouldn't do it again it was it was it was fun but terrifying nice. like instant death you know yeah. I mean? if you crash like you're I'd, done. I'd recommend it you try at least once though because uh, at least once and you only life. live once come on you, got, you, only, you only yolo once you know <laughs> um wow. anyways the next one jeff i think this is uh this is your expertise uh, not, not really. This is just a thing I thought I'd bring up because, you know, the the Queen's Gambit, this uh, show about uh, chess. Is, I'm sure uh, most of you have heard about it. It's huge. Apparently, it's one of the biggest shows on Netflix ever had. Um, but I thought it was interesting because it, it, it's a good exit because we mentioned in our f- f- film slash TV slash media episode, yeah. whatever that was, yeah, yeah. that like a lot of American shows that don't take place in Germany are actually filmed in Germany. And this is a, a good example because most of the Queen's Gambit was actually filmed in in Germany and more specifically Berlin, including uh, scenes that took place in the U.S. and scenes that took place in uh, Moscow and Russia, um, the about, about like I'd say eighty percent of the of the show was filmed in Berlin, even though none of the show took place, took place in, in Berlin. Berlin. Most of the outdoor scenes that took place in Moscow were yeah. filmed on Karl Marx Allee, right, 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 which is was like the premier avenue that the Soviets built in Eastern Berlin. And that's why when you walk down it, it looks exactly like any, someone would think Russia would look like, or not, Moscow. not anywhere USA, but anywhere Russia, like basically, you know? <laughs> um, so it's just interesting. A good, it's a good example of a show where, and most of the interiors were uh, like a lot of the chess, um, 
chess tournaments. Yeah. Like one was a lot of them were filmed in uh, the Friedrichstadt Palast, which is this, oh, okay. uh, in the lobby there. And so, the, oh, true. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Th- so there's there's a lot of uh, insane of lobbies of hotels and even burger arms that they use in Berlin for these chess mm-hmm. tournaments that took place in. Texas or in Mexico or wherever, you know. That's so, crazy. Yeah, and interesting stuff. Also, a little f- uh, fun fact for those of you who are interested. If you have been on our Instagram or on our website, you have seen photos of Jeff. And somewhere in the Queen's Gambit, in a few in an episode, you can see Jeff. Jeff's in the show. He's a little, he's a photographer. Uh, you can see him for a few scenes there. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I think it's episode three. Uh, I'm, I'm a, a Life magazine photographer when... When uh, Beth, the main character, is being interviewed in her bedroom, I believe. So yeah, it's pretty if badass. You, if you see that episode, you will see me in a very old, large, ill-fitting suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a pretty, uh, pretty fun little fun fact. Anyways, next on the shuffle. So, Alex, no, there's no two-for-one deals in grocery stores. What <laughs> the bleep? <laughs> I love shuffle, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Um, I, I noticed this the other day. I was at the grocery store and I thought about like when I went to the grocery store in the States, especially my dad who uh, who, who likes his coupons. Um, that's not really a huge kind of culture here of these kind of crazy deals in mm. for food. They're really behind on this, yeah. I mean, I've seen it a few times here. They like they always have a thing like, you know, this soda is 89 cents and 99 cents. But you don't see like these, these kind of buy three, get five free. No, it's um, very rare. And also, yeah. like in the U.S., it's so common. Whatever grocery store you go to, they give you a card, the Safeway card, whatever it is. Right. Every time you buy, you're getting tons of points, which are adding up to a lot of free stuff or discounts. In Germany, not really a thing. And they just about two or three years ago at a chain at Lidl here started that where where they have an app. And uh, every every time you buy things, you get points or what have you. And, but it's just funny, like this is an American um, style kind of point uh, membership system that's been around for years and years and decades, yeah. but it's just kind of entering German well, life now. Since I've been here, there actually has been one called the Payback Kata. But you get nothing out of it. That's the problem. It's like you, you have to buy like a, a million dollars worth of stuff just to get like a $5 but It uh, goes discount. to like different stores. I feel like a grocery store and like something like a DM, which is mm. like a CVS type place. And my buddy got some luggage from there. With all, his, with all his points, so yeah, but it's, it's, it is a thing. But it's not like a, it's not like everyone and their mama has it. Yeah, and in the U.S., usually these kind of membership cards, you really do get a lot back from them. Whereas in Germany, it's like you really have to use them a lot, and then you get a little back. You know what I mean? It's uh, and not everyone's using them either. And it says everyone's using these. I feel like, but yeah, not, not, not much, not much of a thing here. Um, anyways, next, next, um, let's go to the bathroom, Alex. Oh, back to the bathroom, which I feel like we visit a lot when we're... Well, you know what? I think we, all, we all visit the bathroom quite a bit during the day, especially yeah. Alex, um, I, true. <laughs> who has uh, yeah, urinary problems. <laughs> <laughs> now you know, world, I go pee very often. I, we can cut that out. No, it's, it's fine. It's funny. Um, <laughs> but anyways, we're not here to talk about Alex. <laughs> That's not what the shuffle's about. What are we, what are we talking about? So there are two things for, for the shuffle. Usually I'll, every day, like when I'm walking through and noticing something, I just put it down on my phone as a shuffle idea. And this is the one that I came up with was that uh, I noticed that in bathrooms, like in people's homes, 
everyone has a little trash can in the States and Germany as well. Mm. But in the States, the trash cans are usually just like open trash cans, like mm. a little bucket with a bag inside you throw your stuff in. Trash bag, yeah. Where in Germany, they always have a lid on them. Every single time, a step lid. Yeah. You step on the bottom, and to be fair, up. I'm sure some people, they have trash cans with lids on them in their bathrooms. In the but, States, yes. But, but in Germany, I've never seen anyone with an open one. That is true. In, this, in the States, the common thing is it's it's a trash can where you can look inside and you can see all the tissues or whatever's been thrown in the trash. Yeah, right. It is an open thing for you to literally just toss it in there. Whereas in Germany, there's always the lid, but it's the lid where you push your foot down so you actually have to touch it. You know, you put like your a little pedal you press. And then, and then you also don't need to see what's inside there, you know? True. Keep that I, privacy. But they both, one has privacy, but one has convenience of a quick throw I like. And, True. And usually the trash cans in American bathrooms are bigger, so they last longer, whereas the ones in German bathrooms are quite small. And I feel, like, I feel like you're always having to change out that bag like twice a week. It's just, it feels yeah. like so fast. You know? No, that, that's a good point. But uh, it's just, it just something that I noticed, a little a little small cultural difference. And another one in the bathroom, Jeff, is the toilet flushers. Right. There's, okay. a, there's explain, a variety. Explain the difference between an American and a German toilet flusher. So the American flusher is usually like a little, uh, little knobby thing. Or lever. Or le- lever. And you press it down, and then the toilet takes like you know ten minutes to flush because there's so much water. Right, and it's, it's going a, it's in a attached. Circle. Usually, the American toilet, the tank of water is not in the wall like it is in Germany. It right. is a physical porcelain tank above the toilet bowl. Right, and it has like a metal, a shiny chrome little lever that you pull down, and then it flushes the toilet. Right, and there's also a lot more water in the toilets in uh, in the states sure. as well, and they circle flush, where German toilets flush is like like a lot of pressure is coming out. <laughs> I really can't explain it. <laughs> I don't know. Google it. But how's the, how's the German flushers though? But the flushers are a bit different. I have seen these in the States. The ones I'm, t- I'm about to talk about right now where it's like they have like a, a big button and then a small button and it's a small buttons for smaller things and the bigger button is for bigger duties. Right. Or in my bathroom, it's one big button, but how long you press the button, uh, if you do it just a quick flush, it'll do a quick flush or you can hold it down and do a longer 10 second flush in order to... Uh, you know, to for get that solids. stuff down yeah. there. For but, yeah, but yeah, in Germany, it's almost always a a button in into the wall. That's not a lever. It's always a button. So that is the difference between the flushers. Yes, absolutely. And and in the water and the tanks. Actually, that was that was a three for one uh, deal right there. Let's let's do let's do one more. Yeah, let's do one more. Let's do yeah. one more. This is a good one, I think. I think I think this is a cool one, and because I've never really seen this, at least as common as it is here. They're probably there in the states, but quite rare. Whereas here, yeah. every parent has this. Yeah, and, and I think we got to preface this by, <clears throat> excuse me, saying what we talked do you, about. Do you say preface? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a preface? Where I grew up was preface, but I think it's one of those words where, depending on where you live, it can be pronounced both ways. Okay, I could just be saying it wrong to be honest. It's happening. Maybe before. I'm saying it wrong. I was, I, I thought it was preface. Pre. pre-, pre- Maybe it's prefit, but again, there's, I know there are certain words that, like, if you go on East Coast, West Coast, it, it depends. True. Well, hey, listeners, let us know. Um, I have to say this before: is that we we have talked about that, uh, especially in Berlin and in Europe. You know, a lot of Europe and Germany, Berlin, whatever. People ride bikes more often than drive cars. Lots in of cycling, big yeah. cities. Lots of cycling. Um, so a lot of times when you bring your kids to school or to the kindergarten, um, you're not going to be driving in a car and you might not want to take public transportation. You want to ride your bike, but Alex, how do you get your kids to school if they can't ride bikes? Right. Or Alex, you want to go to the park with your kids, but the park is 10 minutes away. 
what do you do? What do, do you, you strap do? them to your back? What is going on? That sounds dangerous. Now we've all seen these things where it's kind of like one little seat on the back of the bike or one little seat on the handlebars. I think that's fairly ish common. Like a child seat, kind of a right. plastic thing that you like bolt onto the exactly. back of your bike. Now you see those a lot here, but also what they have are like these full on like bike custom bikes that are made like there'll be two seats in the front with two wheels and like a giant wagon and then a big thing in the back where the handlebars are and where you're sitting and you're kind of like your kids are in front and you're cycling behind them yeah. can you explain this to better, better? To, to, to better describe this okay <laughs> please do because that was awful <laughs> yeah imagine imagine a bicycle with your with your handlebars and in front of you is it's usually a, a kind of a w- big wooden box that your children will sit in, right? And that that which has its own wheels, but but as you as you turn your handlebars, it's actually turning a wheel that is in front of them. So like the the, the linkage just goes quite far from the handlebars right. to this front wheel that's in front of. So it's the front wheel, the box with the children, then you uh, with the pedaling portion of the bike. You know, because in the states sometimes you see it's a you'll see a bike. And it has like a little trailer right behind yeah. it. Those are really common here as well, right? But here, you you see these bikes. Yeah, like I've never not common at all in the states. No. Where these ones where the children are in front of you, so you can you always have an eye on your kids, and and that they're also they're easier to maneuver and turn rather than having a trailer behind you that you don't exactly. know where this trailer is going and how wide is this trailer? Is it going to hit this pole as I'm making a right on the street or you know? And and you know if 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 you if you have two two children and you're in a sedan. It's pretty much the same exact practicality of a, of a sedan. You know, two children, you, you're getting where you need to go, but smaller, more eco-friendly, and probably quicker because you're not driving in traffic. Yeah, and, and you're out in the... And plus, you know, I say it's a summer. It's 35 yeah. degrees. you got some, like, beautiful weather. Why do you want to be stuck in that car? Come exactly. And, and these things can cost, like, 10, like, 20, 25 grand. They're crazy expensive, too, for, uh, for the really nice ones. Yeah, but the average are, like, two to $3,000. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, like the, like the basic one that probably most people have is yeah. two to three thousand. So but you get I, some like really really crazy. Yeah, I think that's like a, ones. That's for the rich people though. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but like the most times when I go to the bike store, I usually take a look, and usually they're between two and three thousand dollars. Okay, well, it's not that bad. So um, you, you could buy a car for fifteen twenty if you want a cheap car to up to you know a million right. technically, uh, or you get one of these bikes for three grand and get fit, save the environment. And also look kind of cool. Yeah, and it sounds like a lot, but you know, just think you're gonna use that bike from the from the they're the age of one till the age of when do you start riding a bike? Seven, seven uh, or eight, well, maybe. In, in Germany, kids ride bikes really early because they don't do training wheels. True. Yeah, they they have these like really tiny bikes, Kick, kicker bikes that don't have uh, pedals. But what happens is, of course, as a parent, you have to like walk really slow next to them, right. and you know. But if you really want to go somewhere, you get one of these bikes where you just throw the kids in the box, and yeah. <laughs> it sounds really bad. <laughs> Put kids in the box and no, get going. No, just so you know, this is like this is a convertible box. It's open, so the, and usually there's like seats for the kids. So yeah, you're, and, you're and not actually cramming them in a as box as well as little windshields. So uh, when it rains, yeah, 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 yeah. There's like a plastic thing that you can put over yeah, it. Yeah, literally, literally a convertible. Like they're yeah, very, like, very cool. Yeah. Uh, and and you're not spending money on gas or you know, and and actually great if you're doing a big say grocery shop, use that. I mean, exactly, I mean, that's great. They're, yeah. they're, they're very cool. Um, I, I don't know what there is a name for them, but I, I can't. For the life of me, remember what they're called. Who knows? Doesn't matter. They're cool. Really cool. Check it out. You know what else is cool, Jeff? These whiskeys. These whiskeys are That cool. is the official end of this shuffle. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to mo- move on to the... Uh, don't worry. 
we'll be back with a shuffle. Oh, there's more shuffles coming. We've actually we've only went through half of our shuffle ideas. So. That's true. Every time we we do a shuffle, we always take our leftover ideas, like rollover minutes from Singular Wireless. <laughs> <laughs> if <Wow>. you remember, <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, and we use them for the next shuffle because sometimes we have no more ideas. So what do we do, Jeff? We shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, let's 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 uh, recall. What are we drinking today? We are drinking the Glen Farclaws. <laughs> Can't get the name without laughing. This poor company, if they listen to this, they're going to be crying and I, that you can't say their name. And I feel bad. I like this whiskey. It's Glen Farclaw's Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, aged 12 years, distilled and bottled by J&G Grant, Glen Farclaw's Distillery, Speyside, Scotland. Product of Scotland. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much all it says on the bottle. It's a pretty standard Scotch-looking bottle. Established yeah. 1836. I'd say uh, style-wise bottle, not so great. I mean, I, I like the shape of the glass, but the uh, the like the logo and everything is, is really eh, not great, but good enough. Yeah. I, I, the logo kind of reminds me of like a Budweiser logo. Maybe like that's a, why I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, so I know, like a, it's, it's red writing that's in, uh, in cursive uh, on a white or uh, some, some could say eggshell background. I would. How, would, that, you, would you also say eggshell? That looks like an eggshell white. Is yes. that an apt description? Yes, it's an off-white. Jeffrey? It is an eggshell. It is an eggshell. Um, I really like this whiskey. Uh, sorry for the neighbors. I really like this whiskey. Um, it, it, I mean, it, it just tastes like a really good scotch. It's it's warm and it's got a decent burn to it. Mm-hmm. It's smoky, but not too smoky. It's just kind of like a really, really solid whiskey. And for 30, what I say, 32... Nine, whatever. Home run. How can you go wrong? I mean, that's I, that's a great price. I buy this uh, twice, three times. It's it's really good. Um, with the price and the flavor and account, I'm going eight and a half. Hmm. Mm. But you're right. That it does have like a little bit of smokiness, a little bit of the burn, yeah, a little bit of smoothness. Like it's 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 just a, it's a solid scotch. If you need a solid scotch that isn't, uh, ooh, what's like the one? What's the Jameson for scotch? Yeah. Is there one? I don't think I don't think so really no not really yeah yeah scotch does not have a a go-to cheap no but like I'd put this on par with like maybe not exactly on par but like we gotta try them next to each other to be honest if it sounds like it's like a Glenfiddich or something like that because it's definitely not Glenfiddich I think it's probably a little bit better right but um, it's really especially Very for this good. price yeah like, like, really you can't go wrong right from the first sip I knew it was an eight it's a it's just a, a very tasty scotch yeah at a very decent price, it's not overly smoky because I don't like the really smoky stuff. Right. The, the burn is not too intense. It's got that burn that I was longing for. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, but it's not like too intense of a burn. It's a no. really nice, nice burn. It's good stuff. It's got a nice warm, yeah, like I said, a nice warm flavor. Um, yeah, it's like it's, it's, it's delightful. It is what it is. Yeah, so eight for me, eight, eight and point, a half for me, eight point five. All those damn point fives, man. I know. I don't know why. Anyways. <laughs> That's a shuffle. Thanks for listening, everybody. That yeah, was fun. I love the shuffle episode. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Was with fun. These. And remember, you know, don't forget to check out our, our YouTube channel, check out our Instagram, check out our website at agdwpodcast.com. Yeah. We've got a whole page of just it shows every whiskey we've ever drank and includes pictures that look great from Alex, has the reviews, has an extra page. It's got so much content. Extras for each episode. Content for days. You content can spend a whole t- few hours on there. Yeah. <laughs> or 
Yeah, okay. 45 if, minutes. If you really slow it down, maybe a few hours. But yeah, check it out. It's there. We did stuff. You know, it was, won't kill you to look at it for 10 minutes. We're proud of it. We're paying for the domain. You know, right. Come yeah. Check it out. <laughs> throw it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, don't forget, if, you, if you're so inclined, throw us some reviews. Those always help. And, uh, you know, um, again, any questions you have, let us know well, we're going to be doing another question and answer episode at some point in the future. Some point. If you have a shuffle idea or an episode idea or an episode idea or, you know, an idea for an episode, <laughs> like, let, let us know. We're, 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 we're open to suggestions or a less selfish thing. You know, if you just have a question for, uh, about, about your situation, yes. you just need some help. And you don't want us to share it anywhere. We'll also yeah. do that as well. Also, we're, we're really happy to answer the uh, messages because we we've been there, done that with almost everything. So yeah, and we're, we're really happy to uh, to we help are, out anyway. We, we are can. now rambling on like we're a not stopping. Bunch I don't know why. Of sons of bitches. So we let's just love end the sound this. of our voices. Yes. So uh, stay thirsty. Whoa. Oh. oh no! Did I go backwards? That's what I say. Oh no! Okay, sorry. Okay. Stay safe. Stay thirsty. Oh, I know you say stay safe. Oh, oh yeah, okay, sorry. Stay safe. Stay thirsty. Cheers. You know what? I'm going to leave that in. All right. <laughs>